All right, so I basically just showed my fucking age playing this song, but I remember this song came out in 2010, was it? 2010? Something like that shit. But anyways, I remember it coming out in 2010. I remember how everybody was like, oh my God, I love this song. I wish I had this, blah, 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 whatever. Mind you, this whole man was talking about a whole polygamous relationship that we all knew that back in 2010 was nobody down with that bullshit, but... Times is already changing. Here we are looking at, you know, just multiple females in one relationship. I mean, it's cute, I guess. Sister wives and all. But anyways, welcome back for another episode of Shade With Your Tea. It's your girl, Zoe. Um, and today, we will be talking about polygamy. Polygamy! I wish I had like all the sounds set up. I kind of just definitely wanted to say it like that myself. Like I, <laughs> as much as I wanted to have like the actual thing play, I really just wanted to do it myself. It made me feel better. It did. Like, but whatever. Anyways, um, so for those of you that do not know what uh, polygamy is, um, and I don't know what world you're living in, but for those that don't, polygamy is a practice of a custom of having more than one wife or husband at the same time. All right? So it's more than two. Sounds like a party. Yeah? Three's company? Yeah? All right. So, <clears throat> um, I want to say that polygamous relationships were always something within different, like, I don't want to say third world countries, but in a way, um, to have more than one wife, that's a normality thing, you know, and to show that you're rich or something. Um, I could be, you know, severely, severely butchering that, but um, I was told that, you know, it's it's a practice and a custom in certain countries that's highly respected, but when... America, good old America, we have an issue with adapting other people's cultures and making it our own and just throwing a little spin on it, right? Um, you know, example, uh, Rastafarianism. Um, now we just have white people just dressing around in fake dreads and saying that they're Rastafari and smoking weed all day, and that's what they believe it is. Not believe, not believing in it's a actual belief for people, but you know, but you know. Never they mind. Let me mind my business to stay what the fuck I'm staying on, right? So, polygamy, yeah? Alright, so, it, I want to say around the time of, uh, yeah, like around 2010, it became a bigger, a bigger thing. You know, the song came out and, you know, you got talk shows and reality shows that had it. Um, remember that show, Escaping Polygamy, or, um... My Five Wives, Big Love, um, Sister Wives, um, okay, okay, okay. And if you guys don't remember those kind of reality shows, do you guys remember Taz Angels? Yes, Taz Angels, the one that people kept thinking was like, he was a pimp and all that kind of things, whatever, but they promoted this sister wife polygamy relationship and it was like this one like dark broody guy. Uh, he had like those big obnoxious sunglasses on, always wore black, um, always had jewels and all that kind of shit on. And he had these like five or six beautiful women, like beautiful, beautiful women. Um, 
and like they all had their own like individual story they all had a weird coming up or a rough upbringing and stuff like that okay and the only reason why i know is because i was obsessed with them at one point in time i wanted to be one at one point in time um i wanted to go to the parties that they were at so i could link up with them um simply because you know i had a crush on females not on him but Another the last. Ooh, I got chills just thinking about how pretty when they were. But anyways, um, <laughs> um, you know, eventually they all like split up. I mean, not all of them. I think he still has like one or two girls with left with him, whatever. But people kept saying that there was like a touch to a sex ring, and you know, we start talking about sex rings. We start talking about like the the Ti and Tiny allegations, and you know, Harvey Weinstein and then we get off topic and you know eventually we'll we might dabble into that when we talk further about taz angels and stuff like that but i just wanted to start with polygamy it's fun to some people um but would you do it like just think about that like would you sit down and go uh yeah because when people think about polygamy now People, a lot of people around the world honestly and truly believe that being monogamous is not a normal human thing. It's not normal for for one person to be with this one person for the rest of their lives. They think it's unnatural. They think it's weird. And they think that that's the way human life is supposed to be lived. Me personally, being a a proud bisexual woman, um, I only say that because I know a lot of people that try to assume that because I'm bisexual that willingly means that um I date both at the same time I know that's been constantly misconstrued and I have a whole episode talking about um being um a bisexual woman and the misconceptions of it and I had this episode with um Courtney from the Bobby um from the Barbie way so shout out to her because it's coming out soon um um nice little plug there plug 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 but um some people believe that I believe in it or that I would do it um so personally um no (laughs) like let's just be completely honest from the jump no no I wouldn't do it um I don't have the attitude enough to date two people with a bad attitude um the guy I'm dating now has a worse attitude than mine and I thought mine was horrendously bad um, so I guess now I'm just going to taste of my own medicine when it comes to men and their relationships and shit like that. But um, just dealing with the female, me personally, I've dated women too, and it's, it's, it's complicated and it's hard. And you're dating another woman that possibly every month goes through a period and she becomes agitated, evil human being. And then you have to go through the same process and you know what that all, like, it's just, it's scary. You know, it's it's scary. It's not what porn posted out to be. All right. So um, just to think of having two people is is chaotic. It's chaotic. Like, no, seriously, it's fucking insane. Um, but I don't kink shame. I think it's awesome. I think if you can make it work, then make it work. I feel like maybe if you want to dabble in a uh polygamous relationship once in a while just a spice be relationship spice up your life you know do what you gotta do um but just know that there are pros and cons to it um me personally like i said no i wouldn't do it um i've never dabbled so deep into dating um another couple i've actually like i've had a threesome with a couple um but that wasn't 
all that what is cracked to be either like I feel like even threesomes are overrated after a while I feel like when it's so hyped up when um other people haven't experienced it and they're the ones talking about it it's like everything in the world because they've never experienced it or they're just basing it off of the fact that what porn hope construes it out to be which is a complete lie um but I feel like once you experience it you're like oh all right well that's cool it's whatever you know what I mean um but it is what it is some people like it some people don't so um she <laughs> funny she uh <clears throat> who's she what was I saying she about oh yeah, yeah so personally I wouldn't do it um but I don't kink shame I think anyone that does it is fucking awesome more power to you um but we were talking about tag angels um earlier we'll get to them we'll touch into their story how they you know rose and fell um but there's a couple stories that I've had um expressed to me at one point in regards to a polygamous relationship unfortunately this person did not want their name um shared with everyone that's why they didn't want to be a guest um I guess they assumed that because I guess not only they listen to my show, other people that are, you know, you know, in connection with that person would know and hear that voice off automatically and hear their story. And they're just not 100% ready to talk about um, their experience as of yet, or they're just not 100% open with it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But um, I had a person write me and let them let me know about their experience with it um they are letting me know that um it started off as a curiosity due to porn as it usually does um and then uh you know I guess dating sites has made it a lot easier to call for this type of fetish we can say um and she swiped to them on tinder and they invited her to like a swingers party, which is very weird because I didn't know that um, you can invite single people to singles parties. I kind of, I mean, to sing- swingers parties. I kind of thought that that had to be like everybody was a couple kind of thing. I guess you learn new things every day, or you know, you just happen to, I don't know, um, just be invited to a random random orgy, and she just thought calling them swingers party sounds more classy. You go, you, whoever you are. Um, but she was invited to the swingers party, is what she wants to call it, quote unquote. And she said she had fun. She was exposed to a lot of things that she didn't know was like a normal thing and that she didn't know how, um, she felt, okay, so how do you explain it? You know how you get turned out by somebody and you feel like so sexually innocent at one point and you feel like, damn, I haven't done anything. Vanilla, there it is. How you feel so vanilla in comparison that's how she felt she felt like oh my god like I think I'd be talking about or I think I'm like the best at this and then you get exposed to something else and you're like oh my god I'm not shit like I've been giving shit fucking vagina to everybody for years and I just thought I was the hottest bitch ever that's how I felt when I first <laughs> that's how I felt <laughs> when I first had sex with a female and she made me like convulse 
I realized like, oh my God, I'm not shit. Like I've been giving mediocre to all these men. Who knew I was so capable of doing this to men and to women? And I just felt so ashamed of myself. And she thought that was like the funniest thing she's ever heard. Cause she's just like, oh my God, like, it's, no, it's because you're with me. And I'm like, don't, don't do that. Don't be like, nah, boo, it's because you're with me that this happened. No, just say that I lacked immaturity to do it. And, um, I wasn't, I wasn't fantastic previously. Just say it. Say that I was not up to par beforehand. And now that I have it and I've done it and I've experienced it, I am officially second level, you know, like (laughs) say something. Okay. Don't try to play me off. But, um, I remember feeling so, just so basic in text. And then when I started to open it up a little bit more and want to experiment and try now I'm like, Oh, okay. Whatever. I can do this. Ain't nothing. But, um, that's how she felt. She felt very vanilla in the room full of trained professionals. And, um, you know, that's when she started to go to these outings more with this part, with these couple, whatever. Um, and she took it as like dates. And so like they would ask her to go on mall dates with her. She was flew out. She was flewed out one time. That's cute or whatever. Um, but then she started to realize it became more of a hassle dealing with two personalities um, because they demanded so much attention individually. And then, um, like, they would, I don't know, like, I don't know how they became jealous, but they became jealous of each other when she spent more time with the other kind of thing. Like, it was almost like they were in competition with each other for her attention. But I just... I don't know. It became overwhelming for her and she couldn't take it anymore, which is fine. You know, it's okay. We all, we all get to those points where it's like enough is enough. You know, I can't do it anymore. Cool beans. So, um, she ended up breaking it off, but she said that was like the most exciting three months of her life. And I said three months, like, damn, how many fucking swingers parties happen in this damn city that I'm not invited to? that it happened in the span of three months, that you got flewed out in the span of three months. And then I realized that I need to step my fucking game up because I've never had a guy fly me out anywhere. Damn. Am I a whack bitch, y'all? <laughs> like, first of all, no, I'm not. I don't even know why I just questioned that, but just thinking about it in comparison, compare it. <sighs> no. You know what? No, I'm that bitch. I'm always going to be that bitch. And that's that. That bitch just got ups in her, in her talk game. You know what I mean? Like, I don't talk about a lot of things, but they get done. Okay? Okay. So, anyways, um, I have another story. And, again, nobody... I don't know why when people like to share sex stories, they like, it depends on the person. Like, you have those obnoxious personalities that don't mind telling you anything um and please don't associate that with me because if someone met me outside of this podcast and I like like they wouldn't know about and which is so bad because I really need to like boost my promoting skills up and stuff like that but I'm not really as much of an outgoing person as you think I got I am like I know you guys like 
listen to me and you're like, oh my gosh, she talks about her sex stories and like, ah ha ha ha, she talks about sucking dick and, you know, swallowing and all this extra fun stuff, yum. But on like the outside, I'm not like that. Like, this is like, this is Zoe. And uh, outside is a whole other girl. Like, she's, I'm a little more standoffish. I am an observer, not like an oversharer, that kind of thing. Um, I kind of look mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like, a lot of people tell me, like, before they get to know me and they really see, like, I'm a fucking clown. Once you, like, when I'm really, really comfortable with you, a lot of people are just like, I thought you were a bitch when I first met you. Like, I thought you were, like, a mean ass bitch. You look like you were just mad all the time. Your face expressions kind of said everything before you even said it, kind of thing. You were just an obnoxious bitch. And not really obnoxious, more like, outspoken at certain topics like if someone was having like a political conversation with me or attempting to have a political conversation there's no right in how all bets are off that I'm not going to say something obnoxiously stupid to hurt your feelings because if you say something that I don't agree with then that's that you know but um when I started talking about sex and you know started this thing in college and so sex is a conversation that we always have sex is a conversation that is held in college's everywhere and high school is everywhere let's be honest but um it's big um and then having having that conversation in college is you start to see other people a little bit more experienced than you are they're just exposed to stuff more than you are or before you were and that's kind of who you become sexually you become a sexually active person in college because you had that freedom unless you was fucking the second in high school then go be who you are but normally to become that person in college you start to experiment you get exposed you get turned out a couple times and then if you're like me you talk about it in the podcast you know <laughs> you know and if you've been on this journey with me for a while now you see that I went through a couple of characters but then this show alone so you know that I have commitment issues so that's that um so then that's another reason why I can't do a polygamous relationship because if I have commitment issues with one person how am I having it with two So, back to what I was saying. My next story is about this guy who was actually pretty cool because I never knew that I had, like, married couples listening to me. Um, but this guy said that he um, ended up getting caught cheating on his wife, talking to his little side hussy at work because, you know, the work booze is real. Work booze is real. Shout out to my work boo. You know? But, um... That's a real thing. <laughs> you just don't take it to that point where it's like, oh, I'm going to text you at the work. Like, my work boo is my work boo while I'm at work. <laughs> Hence the name, you know? Um, I don't text this girl <laughs> after work. I don't even have her number. Me and her just sit there and laugh together all day during work and stuff like that. Make jokes, flirty eyes, that kind of thing. But I don't exchange personal information. I'm there to work, okay? Not to fuck. Because if I was there for boy, it would have happened already. But I'm an adult now, you know? You don't shit where you eat, okay? So, um, anyways, he got caught cheating. His wife came home and she was so told him that she joined. And this is like a successful one. So shout out to him and having the balls to do it. Like not saying shout out to him because he cheated because, you know, you ain't shit for that. 
but shout out to no not to him shout out to his wife for being the OG triple OG for holding it down you know what I mean showing this nigga that she was a real freak hoe and that he didn't deserve you ever so like he just didn't because that type of energy could have been afflicted to somebody else you know you didn't have to waste your freak hoe energy on this nigga who wanted to cheat on you so commend her round of applause for she because that's kind of fucking turned on anyways um yeah she joined in and then started taking a liking to this girl and they ended up uh dating the girl for a while so that's pretty cool um and then you know you hear about those stories it's like you know social media is everywhere so you have like i said earlier taz angels but now you have on tiktok you have that one couple that's on tiktok that not couple because couples two that one thruple <laughs> on tiktok and it's like two one guy and two girls and it's always i've never seen it any other way um because you know everybody's like opinion of the alphabet mafia having two guys and one girl or whatever i mean it could be a sex video but it can't be a fucking real thing one 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 but um we have that two girls one guy couple i think they live in like la and stuff like that and they base their whole tiktok profile off of this being a successful polygamous relationship and you know the people ask them like other times where you get jealous of the other person or how do you work out a fight and like what if two of you are fighting and you expect the third one to pick a side like who picks that side or like how does it go sleeping wise how does it go you know if it's two women pregnant wise like how is that healthy and they have valid answers like one time as far as like the you know how do you keep everyone's attention and keep everyone happy and not jealous it's just you you have to constantly remind them that you love them equally no matter what and for me that's exhausting like can you imagine have to constantly reassure somebody two people like it's hard enough doing it by yourself for one person like the constant i miss you i love you I would do anything for you. It's exhausting to me because I know that I show it in my actions. So the fact that I have to constantly say it out loud bothers me. And you know what bothers me even more? When I have to do it and you don't give me the same type of energy. Like if I show it in my words more than you do, because I'm more of an action speak louder than words kind of person, there's an issue. There is an issue. And I'm going to question you every time you say it because you don't act like you do. But... Before I apply that and get upset with myself. <clears throat> Reel it in, Zoe. Reel it in. Ooh, I want y'all to know that I just lost myself for like two seconds. I had to look at myself in the mirror and be like, bitch, reel it in. Hello. <laughs> Stay on topic. Stay on cue. But anyways, um, it's just exhausting having to do that for two people and having to share your time with two people and having to constantly make sure that two people are okay with everything going on like not one person feels um not one person feels without the attention like that's insanity to me but it's it's real I guess like 
I feel like I don't know I, I don't know I feel like I can't do it because one I don't like to share because like in my mind in, in my mind I don't like <laughs> okay how do I make how do I say this without sounding crazy I don't care I'm crazy I know y'all are in my mind my boyfriend is my territory and so to keep it a band with you I'm not a jealous person I'm just very territorial um because I like to mark what's mine like I want people to know that's mine I think that's where it comes to as far as like when I said in the previous episode when it comes to like showing this you know your girl off and showing recognition all that kind of stuff um because in my mind I see that as you marking your territory that you claim that you're mine that type shit I'm all for that I love that a bitch loves that because I love doing it too um because in my mind how I see with bitches is like if my, my if my nigga's a funny nigga you got one free laugh if you laugh way too many times I'm gonna start thinking that you trying to fuck my nigga and I'm gonna try to fight you but that's my thought process it's not normal <laughs> I'm never gonna tell you that it is I'm never gonna sit and look at you and be like, you know, that's just how I think. It's I'm not saying it's the right way to think. I'm just letting you know that my head can go that quick. Like my 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 thought process and my mental aspect of things could go very far. So just the thought of me wanting to do that with another female, if I already I don't even like my my fucking boyfriend having female friends, but I gotta deal with it because it's not going to be friends with every damn female in the world. But um um I just something about it something about it something about it is weird so we want to share that energy we both can't be territorial <laughs> we both can't be like me and this bitch can't be territorial no we can't cause we're not fighting for him. no no sorry no 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 but okay but now that we apply that to me <laughs> and I've so so added it as I so adamantly stated no. Um let's talk about the Taz Angels. Alright. <laughs> like I had to move on quick because I really got like I got myself mad again. Um Alright, so Taz Angels. My girls names was Kat. Um, and I'm bringing it up right now as we speak as well because I want to make sure that I say all the girls' names right. Um, because if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you're highly mistaken. Um, all right. So, Taz Angels, their era was around 2014, 15, 16, right? These girls used to, um, I mean, I think they were around a little bit younger than that too. Um, but these girls used to, um, travel the world with this one guy and um his name was Taz obviously and each girl like I said earlier had their own little like sad background story um and you know how he changed their life for the better and this that and the third but then you started hearing stories about the girls recruitment processes about it so the girls names were uh Ruby said Lena said which I think they were sisters um Kat Kinky, AB, Demi, 
um, Ashley, Mila, and AB. All right? So, um, here's the thing. So, they used to put on the show for Sister Wives and saying that this was like a normal thing. They loved it. Uh, they loved the girls, each other so much like sisters and as girlfriends. And they loved Taz. He's daddy, blah, blah. And they took such a unit, like a unanimous, they played such a role in the internet and how girls carried themselves around that time because women wanted to be them. And I say this, like I'm saying in a judgment tone, and I'm really not because at one point in time, I promise you, I wanted to meet them. I thought they were fascinating. I thought everything about them was the coolest lifestyle. Had I would have known that this was a, um, they were trying to affiliate them with like sex rings and stuff like that. You know, that's a whole nother story. Um, and that in itself was, you know, something that I hopefully, I, I hope isn't the truth. Um, but nine times out of ten, the stories that did come out, it is true. Sad to say. Um, and so these five or six women, the, the amount of women that were in the house always changed. But the girls that seemed to be consistently the same and were the same for a very long time was Kat, um, A.B., Ashley, Demi, and Lena. Um, so these girls lived in this Miami penthouse, or not penthouse, they lived in this mansion in Miami, and, you know, every day they were going out to eat, or they were cooking in the house, and everyone had their own, like, cute little foo-foo dog, and um, every week they went and got their nails done, and had a new outfit, and was hanging out with celebrities, or on a yacht, and stuff like that, like, they were living this amazing life, and, you know, they're posting these videos on Instagram of twerking, and cooking in skimpy clothes and and engaging with each other all sexually and stuff like that they are such a pivotal moment on on fucking instagram and twitter like they were so huge it was scary um but they considered themselves a relationship but they would go out to these clubs and recruit girls and they would start you like you know they call themselves the angels and stuff like that And they would try to recruit these girls to come either stay with them in the house, to live with them. Um, It was a little, a little weird. Um, It was a weird time, but it was such a a time where just like, oh, I wish. Like they would host these club events. They were making so much money. They had their own clothing line, BBLU. Um, And their social media platforms took off like they had a premium snapchat and was making money off of it but people started coming out with these stories against them stating that it was like this sex ring where like taz was like this pimp and um cat was like his right hand girl because she was the um she was right underneath him and they would pick these girls from the clubs and they would get them fucked up, make them have sex with the girls, make them have sex with him, and then push them out at night. Like, or they would like keep them there. Like, it was one of those, like, you know what it was? <laughs> and like, and I'm not comparing what happened to these girls um, whatsoever or making fun of it, but 
if you're keeping up with like the T.I. and Tiny um, sex allegations and you like listen to their stories or read some of the stories about what some of these girls experienced, like, you know, they, they get to the fucking house and they're um, taking cell phones away and car keys and making them and forcing them to take like drugs or snort or um, snort coke or um, take ecstasy and chug a shot or something like that or whatever. And then... You know, these girls are blacking out, not remembering what's happening, waking up naked, waking up sore, like they've been fucked by 15 guys. Like, they, the stories are horrendous, but the stories sound very, very, very similar to Taz Angel's story. Like, Taz called himself the Black Hugh Hefner. Um... And these girls were like sex slaves, literally sex slaves in this house. Um, so they would call these girls that they would pick up at these clubs. They called them prospects. They won't get their own room. Um, and uh, let me see. Let me read this girl's story word for word. Okay. And I don't want to say word for word, but in a way, yeah, I'm going to do a word for it so you guys can hear what I'm saying. Um, so... This girl, it's happened like back in 14, 15, whatever. And this girl came out and spilled all the fucking, all the tea on the Taz Angels. She said she used to be like one of the girls on the Taz Angels prospects. And the last recent month, she was like, and something's going on in the house. She was just like, it's beyond a typical party like what you see on social media. Um, Kat, who is Kat the Great. Um, she was just like, she told her that she pretty... She told her to make sure that her pussy is nice, good, and clean because she's going to be using it. They take their phones at the beginning of the trip, so they can't take any pictures except when they tell them to take pictures. Um, And then Kat will walk around at night in his black leather-like outfit with Taz and make each fucking girl give her head and fuck Taz. Um, It was just... It was just so weird like he had an assistant that walked around with him and would just be there and act like she doesn't notice what's going on um the prospects that's what they call these girls they would pick up at clubs or just wanted to be a taz angel they would share rooms but it would be like a one bed in the room so it'd be like four of them four or five of them in this one bed they had to earn everything even the food um and you know they tell them that they do everything for taz you eat you shop you don't have a phone, you don't have a car, everything is because you're literally earning your way and you're keeping that house as a sex slave. Um, and um, these girls start off young. Young. Like, this girl said that when she spoke to, like, AB and that Ashley girl, they were both 19 when they got into that. Granted, I don't know, I think AB is still in that lifestyle, but I know Ashley left, like, a couple years ago. Um, Demi is that girl that, uh, used to date, what's her face? What's her face? What's her face? What's her face? She used to date, um, Tyga, as if that does anything, because who the fuck cares about Tyga, but, <laughs> there's somebody. Um, but, yeah, people, people are crazy. They had, like, a whole investigation under them, as far as, like, sex slinging is what they called it when it was really more like he was forcing them to have sex with him and forcing them to have sex with those other women um it was never stated that he made them do that for other 
people. He would make them perform at these parties that he would throw in these mansions and stuff like that and keep them drugged up and he didn't want he didn't like them being sober unless um it was during the day. That's when they were like earning their keep in the house and shit. But um other than that, they were huge and they promoted this polygamy thought process and then the music started acting like that was a normal thing to do. And then after the music and Taz Angels played a keep, it was on reality TV. And then after reality TV, it was in videos. And then people were writing books about it. And then all of a sudden, it like trickled into this huge thing. Whereas when now we're in 2021, but when Tinder came out in what, 18, um, that's when it started to be a normal thing. Like you would just have couples making Tinder uh, fucking accounts and trying to get these women to date them or for them to just, hey, you wanna hit up for a threesome or you wanna be my sister wife because my girl's bisexual. And like it became this crazy, crazy thing. Like, and it's like, you know, you get those guys just like in their college days, like early 20s. And they think that shit's cute. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, my girl, she can bad bitches for me. We can come home. And I don't mind that. You know what I mean? Like, the occasional, like, let me pick up a girl. We fuck the shit out of her. And she goes home type shit. I'm fine with that. But if you're trying to pick up a girl, fuck the shit out of her, let her live with us. Like, that's a, that's a lifestyle you're not ready for. Because <laughs> if you can barely maintain me, how the fuck you maintaining the both of us? One. But... It's also a lifestyle that requires a lot of understanding and patience. And I don't know anybody these days that has the patience to deal with just one person successfully. Um, So I know for a fact that there's fucking fights in these polygamous relationships. Like, it has to be. There's no way in how. Like, it's nice to do something because it feels like you're spicing up your relationship. And if you generally, like, generally, and I'm not like saying that a polygamous relationship cannot be successful i've seen people make everything successful i would never claim that to anybody i'm just saying i don't think it's realistic for a lot of people a lot of people don't possibly know the work that is committed into a polygamous relationship and they use it as something just to have so they can brag about i've seen a lot of men brag about it because it's something to brag about to have two bitches on your arm opposed to actually mentally and physically being invested in two different people including being sane for yourself like that's a lot of energy to put into somebody for you just to have that just so you can have it on a social media app and tell everybody that you got two fucking girlfriends like the maturity level that you need to have (laughs) the maturity level you need to have I'm going to just leave it like that because a lot of y'all bitches and a lot of y'all niggas don't have the maturity level to date yourself, much less to other people. But, you know, no shade or nothing like that. No shade. (laughs) But realistically, like sit back and think and ask yourself, could you see yourself in a successful, healthy polygamous relationship? And I'm going to give you some time to think about it. Did you say yes or no? 
not that I can hear your response. So I'm just going to pretend like you said either or, and I'm going to let you know that if that is how you feel, then be blessed in that thought process. If you think that you can attempt it, attempt it. Tell me all about it. Save me the mental space, you know? Um, If you said no, I respect your decision as well. You heard me say no earlier. I know that I mentally can't do it. I'm not mature enough for that. Me, I like to fight. (laughs) I'm still at that stage. So, like, maybe when I get to that state, like, I don't know, maybe in my mid-30s when I'm happily successfully in a relationship that doesn't make me want to play in traffic every five seconds, um, maybe I'll think about wanting to dabble into having another person that will make me want to play in traffic on on my own. Um, maybe I want to, but until then, no, baby, no, we're just, that's just, it's a no go. It's a no, it's a no for me. It's a, it's a whole ass no, you know? Um, but if you want, there are churches that support it. There are, um, matchmaking services that specifically support it um there's been arguments over the years whether you know what's polygamy in the church like um outside countries um if it's legal if it's in the bible there's been countless arguments about it but i feel like something like that it's already about how you apply it to yourself and your relationship everyone's relationship is completely different um so if you are able to apply it or you want to apply it and you want to be successful at it, you know, that's a conversation that you need to have with your partner of how you're going to go about it and how you guys are going to make sure that everyone still feels worshipped and honored and appreciated and loved and has the proper attention that each one requires. Um, and I hope that you guys do. I really do. I hope that you guys successfully achieve that. And if you don't, listen, I don't knock anything that I don't try. Um, and I commend you for even fucking trying because I know that I can't. Um, so trying it out for me and if it works, you know, invite me to the wedding. I would love to go to a polygamous wedding. I think those are fucking awesome. Um, even though I haven't been to one yet, I just think it would be really, really cool to see how that dynamic goes down. Um, or invite me to a party or an outing or dinner or let's FaceTime because, you know, it's COVID. So let's not do maybe the meeting thing yet as of yet, you know, just give me a call text or something I don't know whatever but um think about it we had a healthy conversation about it we both learned new things if you guys never heard about Taz Angels now you do um the girls I think it's only like two or three girls left in the whole apartment or house now I heard that they went broke at one point I heard there was like lawsuits in between the Taz Angels and stuff like that I heard a lot of girls went home blah 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 but um a lot of us got their fame and their ups off that because they were doing anything for the loud, I suppose. Um, <laughs> it's such a good song. You can apply that to anything. But, um, yeah, it was successful some, for some women. They got, you know, clothing line deals and modeling gigs and famous boyfriends and whoever the hell else they, they came across. I wish that I was of age to do it. I lied. I don't. I don't wish that I was. I kind of wish that I was just. How do I say this? I wish that I was able to achieve that amount of finesse 
to get where they were at. You know what I mean? Like they were going to Art Basel and they just oozed money and success and happiness and open sexuality. Like I wish that I I had all of that at that age or younger where, you know, I can use what I got to get where I need to be because, you know, it doesn't matter how long it takes you to get there as long as you get there, you know what I mean? But at the same time, like, you know how you compare that to everybody else or you constantly compare celebrities to your own personal life and you're like, damn, I'm not doing shit for myself. Like, it was one of those moments. But now I learned my lesson because I don't follow none of these damn celebrities because their story is not my story, you know? Um, They didn't have to, a lot of the celebrities that are out now didn't have to start from the bottom to get where they're at. A lot of them got where they're at because of a handout or because of a sex tape. So, hmm, I don't know. But... I'm glad we had this conversation. Um, it was very, very healthy. Um, we learned new things. As I said before, uh, we know this is a no kink shame kind of uh, show. So if you have any negative things to say about it, you keep that to your damn worst self. Love to love you, but love to not hear it. Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, any anonymous stories you want to dabble in, um, please feel free to send me a DM or shoot me an email because it's in the bio. Um, if you have, um, the want and desire and need to want to be a guest, you are all the more welcome to come. I do not discriminate about any kind of, um, guest that comes onto my show. I have a guest, um, link that you need to fill out. And then we do like a little vibe check beforehand and make sure that we're going to mesh on the show together. Um, that's also in my bio, in the link in my bio. Um, you know, the show's, uh, post um instagram profile is um shade with your t the e is a three and you know my personal is a weekend mary jane no a just weekend mary jane um and then my twitter is sincerely zoe j eventually eventually um i will merge my twitter to the podcast but i just so enjoy like i just enjoy having um my personal Twitter as we speak right now, especially since I'm getting my feet back into it, um, talk my shit. Um, remember, this is a one-woman show, so I do editing and posting and promoting and social media pages, and then I do all social media pages, and then I <sighs> need an assistant, but you know, the bigger they are, the bigger they are, and I will get there, and then when I'm able to have my um, assistant, I will remember the humble days and not overwork my assistant because I'm not that kind of bitch, you know, I just, I know I start from the bottom, you know, I know what that feels like, so, um, if anybody wants to work with me for free, for now, call me, but, um, yeah, I know where to find me every other Wednesday, and, um, thank you for coming to my TED Talk, every hoe needs a zoe, that's for sure, um, and, you know, shitty bunch till I D-I-E, Hopefully not soon because of COVID, but um, it is what it is. Love ya. See you later. Bye.